Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation will recap the week that was, including the March employment report, key inflation data, and what it all might mean for the course of monetary policy. Plus, we will preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Uh, Joining me for the conversation, glad to welcome back Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, Brian Rose. So Brian, welcome back. Happy Friday and thank you for spending some time time with us. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks very much. Good morning, everyone. So, Brian, just a few moments ago, earlier this morning, we did receive the employment report for March. How did the data, Brian, measure up relative to your expectations heading into the release? Overall, it was a strong report. The headline payrolls were up by 431,000, and revisions added another 95,000 over the previous two months. And the strongest uh, item in the report was the unemployment rate that came down by two-tenths to 3.6%. That's just a tenth above the pre-pandemic level, which itself was a 50-year low. So unemployment rate now down very low towards towards historic uh, lows. And also we had uh, average hourly earnings up four-tenths month-on-month. That's a solid uh, result. And uh, one other piece of good news, a labor force participation rate that ticked up by a tenth. It's now at 62.4%, uh, that, you know, new high in the post-pandemic world, and just a one percentage point below the pre-pandemic level now. And uh, sort of in line with that, if you look at payrolls, where 1.6 million the payrolls short of the pre-pandemic peak. And, you know, I think that means we can maintain this strong job growth for a little while longer. You know, there's still more people who will come back to the labor market as the pandemic uh, fades. So, you know, overall, very, very strong report. Brian, I know we'll hit on some other notable data points from this past week in a few moments, though specific to the jobs data we just received, how might this data influence or steer the Fed's near-term policy course, and what are your expectations for policy moves at the upcoming May and June meetings? Of course, uh, the labor market is extremely important for the uh, Fed, it's one of the reasons why they're feeling urgency to raise rates, not just that inflation is high, but that the labor market uh, looks very tight. And we saw a, a quite a strong reaction in the market to this data. The two-year yields uh, hit a new high. They're up around 10 basis points. And, uh, you know, the way I look at it is the Fed is likely to do whatever the market is pricing in. So if uh, the market is is pricing in 50 basis point rate hikes uh, from the Fed, then the Fed is actually you know is likely to to deliver uh, those hikes. And uh, you know further, I'd say it's really unlikely the Fed is going to try to talk the market down. So but this is what happened uh, at the last meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago. Is um, the market was thinking the Fed might raise by 50 basis points, and then Powell came out and said in congressional testimony, well, I favor 25 basis points. And then said, okay, they're only going to do 25 this time. But, uh, you know, after that, more recently, Powell said, yeah, nothing to stop us from raising 50 markets uh, pricing in uh, 
you know, over 80% chance of a 50 bips uh, hike. So, you know, again, I think uh, the Fed wants to raise rates a lot closer to neutral or relatively quickly. As long as the market's pricing it in, the Fed will um, deliver those those hikes. And you know, one other thing to note is that after the release, the, the yield curve inverted. So the, the two-year yield is now slightly higher than the 10-year uh, yield. And uh, that has been uh, a precursor for recessions in the past. So, you know, this is uh, notable, although, you know, I would just, uh, you know, caution that this relationship, uh, you know, may not hold because the current current economic circumstances are extremely unusual. But the one thing that it tells you is if two-year yields are higher than 10-year yields, it tells you that market expects the Fed to cut interest rates at, at some point in the not-too-distant future. So they're going to be raising rates, and then at some point after that, the market expects them to, to cut. But you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that the, the economy is, is going into recession. So I, I would you know, urge caution in interpreting that uh, you know, the yield curve inversion. Brian, as I alluded to a few moments ago, outside of this morning's March employment report, it was a fairly busy week on the macro calendar. What were some other notable data points that you can highlight for us? Well, there were some other you know, interesting data related to the Fed's decision. Uh, most importantly, we had the JOLTS job openings. Those uh, were a little changed, 11.3 million openings. That is an extremely high number, very close to the record high and also the quit rate, which is a measure of labor market tightness, uh, also very high, you know, close to close to record highs. And then uh, we also had the Fed's preferred inflation measure, the PCE inflation, that came in at 6.4 percent. That's the highest in 40 years. And uh, again, another, another reason for the Fed to get going on its uh, on its rate hikes. And finally, we had the Home prices, Case-Shiller Home Price Index uh, for the, the 20 largest cities, up 1.8% month-on-month in January. That's up 19% year-over-year. And one of the ways the Fed is hoping to get inflation down is to cool off the housing market. So you know, needless to say, really hard to hit a 2% inflation target if home prices are going up 19% year-over-year. So, uh, you know, this is um, all of this, you know, you add it together, just the more more reason for the Fed to, you know, to uh, raise rates and, and frankly, to raise rates at, at a faster pace, trying to get closer to, to neutral because, you know, everything, uh, the inflation data itself and all this other data is suggesting that, you know, there is a lot of inflationary pressure in the economy. Brian, as we now turn focus to the week ahead, what will be taking place in particular that you'll be keeping an eye on? Well, uh, actually, uh, a little later uh, this morning, we'll get the ISM manufacturing PMI. And then uh, early next week, we'll get the ISM services data. This is, uh, you know, gives you very timely information on, on what's going on in the economy. Uh, but really, the key release for the markets will be the FOMC minutes from, from the meeting uh, on March 16th. And really, there are two points to focus on. One is, what was the discussion around raising rates by 50 basis points instead of 25? And keep in mind, there was one dissenting vote. Uh, one person on the FOMC wanted to raise 50 basis points last time. And then uh, we're 
expecting to see details of the Fed's plan to reduce its balance sheet. So, you know, this uh, hasn't been formally adopted yet, but more or less we should know, you know, through the minutes what what the Fed's planning to do. You know, how they're going to shrink their their balance sheet and. You know, primarily this will be done by letting assets roll off the balance sheet as they mature. But, uh, you know, exactly how they're going to do it, we're expecting monthly caps on the amount that, that will be rolled off. So you know, all of those details will come out. This is extremely important for the bond market. And uh, we should get a formal announcement of that uh, you know, at the next FOMC meeting on May 4th. Well, Brian, thank you very much for dropping by top of the morning today. Very timely insights and appreciate the perspective, especially as it pertains to monetary policy. Wish you a nice weekend, Brian, and looking forward to picking back up with our conversation again soon. Thanks very much. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.